Welcome to our study of Hebrews chapter 10 here on the Radio Bible Chorus. If you have your Bibles, we invite you to turn to verse 14. It reads, For by a single offering he has perfected for all time those who are sanctified. The writer, of course, is referring to Jesus Christ. He offered one sacrifice for all time, and the writer in this chapter has been comparing him with the priests of the Old Testament, who continually offered sacrifices which could never take away sin, but they had to be offered. The law demanded that. A man could not have his conscience cleared of sin when he offered a lamb for a sacrifice for sin, because he knew tomorrow would require the same thing. Sin was not removed, it was covered, and the atoning sacrifice was a temporary thing. It had no eternal value, but when Christ came and offered a single sacrifice for all sin, for all time, for all men, he ascended into heaven and sat down at the right hand of God. That's something the Old Testament priest could never do. He was far from God. The writer here in verse 14 wants to remind those Hebrew Christians who have believed in Christ, of course, that they don't need the Old Testament sacrifices anymore and they don't need the priesthood of the Old Testament. They seem to be drawn back to that. What makes a person go back to that kind of thing? Doubt. When a Christian gets away from the promises of God, and especially a chapter like this, that tells us about the complete work of Jesus Christ forever, he'll begin to doubt. And he may go back to a former church and perhaps a ceremony and think maybe that will help him. Some people even want to get baptized all over again. Well, your first baptism wouldn't save you, neither will the second. Some people think going back and taking communion again after being out of the church for a long time will restore them. That won't. Only faith will restore you to God. God wants us to believe him and to believe him for what he accomplished through Jesus Christ. He sent him into this world to save us forever. And we are sanctified forever when we believe in him. Verse 14 says, For by a single offering he has perfected for all time those who are sanctified. This passage must have been of tremendous encouragement to those Hebrew Christians. Think of it. I have been perfected for all time by the single offering of Jesus Christ. That means I don't need to go back to the temple. I don't need the priests. I don't need the sacrifices. I don't need the law. The law never did perfect me as a Hebrew Christian, one could say. But now Jesus Christ has, and he's in heaven. This is good news. It's incredible. The writer of this Hebrew epistle wants every believer to understand that he has been perfected by Christ. And if he has, he won't get involved in acts that might generate self-righteousness. Why is it that some people become legalistic? Why is it that some Christians become proud and think, that they deserve to be saved because they don't believe this passage. They don't understand perfection in Christ by a single offering. 
But Paul the Apostle did. He wasn't generating any of his own righteousness. He said in Philippians chapter 3, verse 7, But whatever gain I had, I counted as loss for the sake of Christ. Indeed, I count everything as loss because of the surpassing worth of knowing Christ Jesus my Lord. For his sake I have suffered the loss of all things and count them as refuse, in order that I might gain Christ and be found in him, not having a righteousness of my own based on law, but that which is through faith in Christ, the righteousness from God that depends on faith. Friends, we need to remind ourselves that God is not satisfied with you or with me. He is satisfied with his Son. And he said from heaven, This is my beloved Son, in whom I am well pleased. Our only hope is securing ourselves to the God-pleasing Son through faith. Now that's what is meant by being in him or being in Christ. That's an expression found many times in the New Testament. When you by faith entrust your soul to Christ for eternity, all the righteousness of Christ becomes yours. And then you won't be concerned about earning any of your own righteousness. What is it that you can do that will add to the righteousness which God has given you? That's perfect righteousness, you know. It's a gift from God, and it depends not on you at all. It depends upon what Christ did for you. But before that becomes a spiritual reality, you must, by faith, accept the statement of Scripture that God has put our sins on Christ. So it is written in 2 Corinthians 5.21 that our sin was put on him and his righteousness is given to us. Peter also talked about this. 1 Peter 3.18, For Christ also died for sins once for all. That means once for all time and once for all men. The just for the unjust. And I like to ask, why? And the rest of the verse says, that he might bring us to God. Now, verses 15 through 18 here of Hebrews chapter 10, tell us that our perfection was foretold by the Holy Spirit in the promise of a new covenant. Listen to what is written. Verse 15. And the Holy Spirit also bears witness to us, for after saying, This is the covenant that I will make with them after those days, says the Lord, I will put my laws on their hearts and write them on their minds. Then he adds, I will remember their sins and their misdeeds no more. For where there is forgiveness of these, there is no longer any offering for sin. The fact that God will remember our sins no more means forgiveness applies to future sins. And that fact means there is no longer any offering for sin. Have you tried to offer something for sin to God even as a Christian, perhaps you have. But it didn't do any good. God wants you instead to look back at the cross work of Christ. That took place some 1960 years ago for you. And that's the only remedy for sin, even when you sin tomorrow. 
or a year from now. Don't think that God will take any substitute. There's nothing you can do that will take care of the sin problem or alleviate it in any way. Believe instead that Jesus did everything necessary. But suppose you sin and you want to make some kind of an offering for that shameful deed. Can you do it? No. For any offering of anything for sin implies the lack of forgiveness by Christ's single offering. You would be telling God that you weren't satisfied with Christ's single sacrifice for all sins for all time if you tried to offer anything else. At the same time, you would be denying that men come to God only through faith. Your offering of promises or very good deeds in the future or some self-sacrifice or other actions that might indeed benefit others would be based on the supposition that you can give something to God that he wants. If you were God, would you want men to offer you something other than faith in Christ, the one you sacrificed for them? What God wants, his word conclusively tells us, is for us to take from him through faith all that he provided by Christ for our complete exoneration and acceptance into heaven. I like what is written in Ecclesiastes 3.14. I know that whatever God does endures forever. Nothing can be added to it, nor anything taken from it. God has made it so in order that men should fear before him. Now that's almost prophetic of the sacrifice of the Lamb of God. Now, because of that, I can't think of anything better to do than to call your attention to five verses which we have covered here in Hebrews chapters 9 and 10. Listen to Hebrews 9.26. For then he would have had to suffer repeatedly since the foundation of the world. But as it is, he has appeared once for all at the end of the age to put away sin by the sacrifice of himself. And in verse 28, it says, So Christ, having been offered once to bear the sins of many. And in Hebrews 10, 10, we read, And by that will we have been sanctified through the offering of the body of Jesus Christ once for all. Listen to verse 12 of Hebrews chapter 10. But when Christ had offered for all time a single sacrifice for sins, he sat down at the right hand of God. And finally, verse 14. For by a single sacrifice he has perfected for all time those who are sanctified. Friends, this is something to believe. God wants us to believe it because God did it for us. And unless we accept it, we do not have faith. Faith means believing what God has said. Faith means believing God, and this is God's word, that Jesus Christ did it once for all time. He wants you to trust it and to accept it so you can rejoice and be done with sin. I think many people who call themselves Christians are not satisfied with what God has done in Christ. How many times does God have to sacrifice Jesus Christ before the sin problem is solved? 
according to the writer to the Hebrews, only once. But there are people who keep going to church and offering Christ as a sacrifice over and over. And somehow they think that that repeated sacrifice, that ceremony in the church that calls attention to his death, will somehow do them good and add to their merit. And so, for every time they attend church, they get more points because they are honoring Jesus Christ. The Bible makes no promises to anyone that by remembering that Jesus Christ died, that they will be saved or have eternal life. God's promise of salvation is to those who believe in Jesus Christ's death for their sin, not those who memorialize it. Don't trust in the ceremony, trust in the Savior. In this present study on the book of Hebrews, we've learned that there are many contrasts made between the Old Testament and the New. For example, the law condemned, but under grace there's no condemnation. The Jews had a temporary covenant, but we have a better covenant, according to Hebrews 8. The old covenant was abolished, but this one has been established. They had flesh circumcision in the old covenant, but we have spirit circumcision. Their sins were covered, but ours are washed away. They had earthly blessings. We have spiritual blessings. These and much, much more are explained fully in our course on Understanding the New Testament. You can get information about that course on cassette tape by writing to the Radio Bible course. Ask for teaching tape information. Until tomorrow, this is Nick Calavota reminding you that the word gospel means good news. Our address is Radio Bible Courses, Post Office Box 14916, Baton Rouge, Louisiana, 70898. The website is rbcword.org.